Hello there, I'm Tim Morrison and you're listening to the Wellington Hustle Interview Project, a place showcasing Wellington's entrepreneurs sharing their experiences to inspire those to come. In today's interview, I'll be chatting with Steve O'Rourke. Steve will tell you that he's no entrepreneur, but Steve is the director of Ocular, a company that he started 14 years ago, now boasting a staff of 15. The website says, we don't work for clients, we work with partners. Ocular is the guide helping their partners discover or redefine their particular voice, story or brand, effectively connecting those partners to their customers using video, web and print. We're not smart, not fancy, not cool, just honest. All right, let's get in and listen to the interview that I had with Steve-O. Thanks very much for this. No worries. It's, uh, very much appreciated. Not a problem. If you could just uh, give like a quick intro into you yeah. and Ocular. Yeah, so uh, I'm Steve O'Rourke and um, I'm the director of Ocular. So uh, Ocular is a digital media company in Wellington. Does anything with zeros and ones in it, um, that we do a lot of design work, strategy, video, web, software, and I guess the, the through line would be we provide solutions that could be online, offline, or, or any kind of solution that someone needs. When did you start that? So Ocular itself uh, is about 14 years old. Um, what were you doing before? Was it just sole just, just me, sole trading, yeah. yeah, doing a bit of contracting work, doing anything really, digging yeah. holes, yeah. <laughs> you know, building tracks, whatever was, whatever was going to yeah. earn some income to, yeah. um, to be able to kind of do the, the, the stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, it was a really interesting time back then as well because um, the internet was pretty common. But video was fairly expensive. Not a lot of people had video online. And I guess the iPhone 3 coming out probably shook things up a little bit because all of a sudden you had in your hands the ability to watch video on the internet. Kind of started the video work out of almost by accident. And um, that was from a flatmate arriving who was a video maker from Canada and working with him to make a video about Wellington to make a DVD that we sold and got them out there and retailing them and made absolutely no money off that. But um, it was really good to meet a lot of people around around the city and to actually kind of start honing that craft of making making videos. You know, like we, we ended up having a lot of the footage of Wellington for a really long time, so anything that involved tourist work, we would have the footage for it. I've been in, involved in web for a lot longer bringing them together and to, to form ocular and ocular is of the eye what I kind of thought from that was that you know what we were doing was stuff that you see or mm. it's of the eye and it's and it's also there's a lot of stuff that you don't see so ocular is all these things that make your eye work but you don't necessarily see those things um, so Paul was the yeah 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 so Paul was actually my flatmate so oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah 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 him and his partner had moved over from Canada and um, he was looking for, for editing work and like so I was, I was I'm pretty naive I said well how do we make a video he said well we need a camera and a computer so we bought them yeah. <laughs> and the software and back then software was like that was probably our biggest purchase I think mm -hmm. I put it on higher purchase at Noel Lehman or something it was about three yeah. grand uh, poor workman blames their tools and we made the best we made sure we made sure we had good camera that was a yeah. really good thing yeah. and good sound and yeah. came, those having those two things wrong was unforgivable that was that was kind of the evolution and then when uh, we when i bought the web and the and the video companies which were separate running separately together because ocular was originally ocular films mm. then i changed changed the name to ocular and paul um, was doing a lot more creative work and so he's gone he left and went to do a lot more creative stuff where i was, where I was probably heading down a more corporate yeah. road which yeah. um, pr 
probably wouldn't have been as interesting to him. Um, <laughs> and so we made this short film about the day in the life of a coin from the coin's perspective. Oh, and um, like we built all, all our own rigs, and there's a website called Shit Rigs, yeah. and it, which is like people who made their own crappy rig. Um, and like we, we wanted to roll um, the camera down this hill to, uh, so the film was from the coin's perspective, so we wanted to see what a coin would see if it was rolling down a hill and being trod on. So we made a rig out of two buckets and some foam with the camera sitting in the middle and basically rolled the camera down the hill, <laughs> freewheeled it down the hill. <laughs> so, um, you know, great shot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had to make sure we caught it at the bottom. But, um, and it was, uh, it was very funny because we, we got into the finals for a film competition in Auckland with it. And um, I flew up to watch it and all the other films in there had, you know, two or three pages of credits and um, our one had Steve and Paul. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was that was cool. And then um, technically, we knew what we did. We knew we delivered particular services. But for me, it's never been about the delivery of particular services. That I mean, that's an important part. But the kind of thing that binds it all together is the fact that we we do it all here in a combined way. That it's about providing a solution. So you can go and get a video made, and you can go and get a website made. But Sometimes they should be the same thing, yeah. um, and sometimes they should understand how the other is going to work. Wrapping that all up, it would segue into what is a brand, and yeah. who, who should be in control of a brand, and making sure that the essence of what your brand is is represented appropriately. Mm. Um, and that's really where Ocular sits. I would, I would think that's our, kind of our, our passion. What was your vision when you first started Ocular? My vision when I first started was to make a video about Wellington yeah. and sell it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really that simple. I trained as an engineer, so I'm very pragmatic. Um, and um, I think that uh, you know we were working out of a back room of the house, tiny room in the flat, and um, it was just to you know make enough money to pay the rent and survive. It was interesting because a lot of the people who we actually bought the finished DVD to, the stores and things, were like, "Oh wow, you've actually finished it!" Because we get people all the time saying, "Hey, we're going to do this," and then that's the last you ever see them. And um, you know that was interesting. I was doing. I'd, Doing, still doing a lot of website work as well at that time um, so you know there was some income coming in from that and I think the website stuff for me I didn't really it was, it was kind of this nebulous thought that eventually the internet is going to be the way we get served all our media and, and I was thinking man if we've got to really be across this you know, and uh, not quite as well as say, a Netflix or another company might, might have done but definitely that was always the thought that that would happen Yeah, I, I kind of really aware that technology was changing so quickly that that you had to keep across it um, and that's that I think that what what was the vision was we need to be on this on the we're on the wave we've paddled in and now we've got we've got the choice of where we're going to fall off the back or we're going to just you know go on the face and and, and have a crack at it um, and I think we're still doing that yeah. just the waves are probably a little bit bigger and yeah. maybe the sets are a little bit shittier a little less shittier. No. Oh no, I think, I think there's, there's way more confusion now, there's way more white water, there's way more mess and there's mm. way more people going this is the next thing without thinking about why it should be or if it even should be. How is it that you, um, were you combining the web and the video back then? Yeah, yeah, so even then videos weren't really going on mm. websites, the people had dial up so you, yeah. you, know, it, you know, there was YouTube but it was pretty painful watching anything and it was pretty low res. Mm. Um, I think for me it was more about the fact that they would end up in the same place and so it was more like if we're doing your website um, and someone's doing your magazine and someone else is doing your video, they generally weren't talking to each other yeah. and if you had a big agency, a big agency would probably have been the facilitator of that and you would have had a brand manager 
but for a lot of the smaller places, they were budgets budgets were tight, so the cash strapped, so they just go to a developer who could develop a website for them for free, and maybe the designers across it, maybe not, mm. you know. So there was just not a lot of cohesiveness. So that was probably more my thinking than the channel, but actually just the fact that all the channels should should be yeah. cohesive. Okay, so it was more of a aesthetics point of view, was it? The essence of brand is not just the look and feel. It's actually no. what do you stand for, yes. what, you yes. know, and how do you how do you live that that value set? Okay, so you were yeah. putting that into your video as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The approach. I mean, you can do that so much with a video, with mm. the style of it, whether it's a documentary, whether it's acted. Um, you choose um, how it's coloured. You choose how, how the shots are composed. You choose the music. Um, if it's an interview, the questions, the style, the, what, what you're going for, how you build rapport, whether you don't even bother and just fire the questions. It, it, there's so many things that go into it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, and I still still really stand by this, I think that it's really a struggle for someone who doesn't know a brand to come in and make a video for a brand. Yes. Uh, we're not really, I don't think we're disrupting that much. I think we're, um, I think we do pivot, and mm. yeah, but that's, just I think any business has to things yeah. change. Like yeah, if you if you stagnate and do things the same old way, then someone's probably going to pass you by, or you're going to miss the boat, or you're not going to offer better value. What kind of uh, setbacks have you got? A, have you got a good setback? That oh you can, God, uh, they're constant. Setbacks are yeah. constant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's um, there's lots of things, but cash flow is, a, is the biggest one, um, and it's the, the the kind of the probably the number one stress that pops its head up all the time, and. Um, you do a big project, but then that means you don't get paid for a while, and then you you know short of cash, you do lots of small projects, or people don't pay you, and there've been periods where that's happened. Um, yeah, there was one enormous setback where we produced a TV show and it been pretty well received, and then we went to make a second season of it um, and got hooked up with a producer in, in another city, and they screwed us basically um, for quite a lot of money um, and cut us out of the the idea, so then we'd lost our idea, they used it, they, they, they went with it, and um, and also all the money that would have gone alongside of having actually delivered the work. You know, there's always there's always setbacks in business, that's, um, and I, I generally would say I'm a pessimist, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I actually think I'm probably optimistic. <laughs> um, maybe there's a, that middle ground of being a realist, but... Um, <laughs> Don't count your chickens, yeah. right? Is that is that number one thing? Is like don't assume that just because a piece of work has been promised until that contract, even when that contract is signed, that it will actually turn into a contract and the money will appear. Um, and I've I've got a lot better about making sure we're not putting all our eggs in one basket mm. now in business, which yeah. is why we do so many different things yeah. and we have a, a wide number of clients. Yeah. So I always work off having a deposit, yeah. um, and if there's not a deposit, then the the payment terms are pretty mm. pretty close. Not not going to wait two months to be paid before we, you know, if we if we're doing a work that's multi month, then it has to be more regular, um, just to make sure that we're not doing we're not wearing extra months of work. I can you know maybe we can handle losing a month of work, but we couldn't handle two or three. I generally try and solve the client problems for them, and sometimes that means we put ourselves into yeah. a bit of hock to do that. And I guess that that that's part that talks a bit to the values that we want. We want to help them out. We want to solve their problems. There was an expression years ago called brand butlering, where we just want to be the person who's just there when they when they need them, that has the right drink on the tray, you know, yeah. and has the right solution. Um, and sometimes companies um, get that, and they really they they play it both ways, and they know great, that's awesome. You guys are fantastic for us. We've got some more work, and here's the budget. Other times, they go. 
oh, we want this and because you've done this, you should also do this for free. And they mm. don't see that actually we're wearing that, not them. And they never had a right to get that work done for them. So was there a time that you wanted to give up? Yes, all the time. Every, <laughs> so yes, yesterday. Pretty much every, pretty much every day. Yeah, um, yeah look, I mean, there's always, um, there's always for me, uh, I've got a youngish family, so um, there's always a desire to spend a lot more time with them um, and a desire to not spend any time with them as well, but, you know, just to have some free time. Um, when you, I think when you go into a small business and you start it up and you're optimistic, you think, wow, this is going to be so great. I can have my lifestyle and do all this stuff that I think, and maybe some people achieve that. And they, um, But uh, definitely it's when you're heading up and you're very hands-on in a small business, then the phone's never off. Even when you're not at work, it's never off. And the type of work we do with um, the, the websites in particular it could be any hour of the day or night that something could go wrong and it's completely out of your control. You know, if there's a hack or a host or something, um, you know, an internet outage generally, you know, um, luckily you can do a lot about hacks and you can make things more secure, but, you know, no, no one stops a bulldozer digging a power cable in the server, in the server centre that you're hosting in. So um, um, technology's helping in that regard as well. Like there's lots more things we can do now to make sure sites are up for longer and if one goes down it doesn't affect it. It just... It just keeps running on another centre. But um, yeah, so do, I, do are there times when I want to exit? Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, um, the cool thing about Ocular now is I think I probably could. Yeah. Like, I, um, I've got a really cool management team. Um, uh, you know, I've got some other business plans at the moment, a, a couple of other things on the on the, on the the boil that could happen inside Ocular or outside. No, you're not an entrepreneur. Yeah, 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 just ideas, yeah, uh, um, and, you know, I want those to, um, one of them I'm very interested in and should be launching pretty soon, so um, the other one is, is a little bit more nebulous still, still in conversation stage, but, um, yeah, so so the so I think to do that right, I'd need to be maybe have some of the stuff from here gone, and that's been happening. We've restructured last year. We're kind of, kind of looking at our structure all the time, um, and uh, we did a big session on our vision and our values. So you know we've got people in place who are aware of those, and that's really important, um, so that they they're all congruous for what Oculus trying to achieve. So I actually think, I mean, I could, I probably could walk away and there might be some pain for a week or two, but actually, you know, you get over it. Traps. What traps have you fallen into? Oh, lots. Yeah. Optimism is one of the big ones. Um, optim uh, optimism. Yeah. Yeah. It's, for, it's thinking that, you know, this is, this, this is going to go ahead. This is the okay, big yeah, thing. And yeah. then realizing that the person wasn't quite as big thing as they thought they were. Um, lots of people have ideas. Um, not that many people can execute them. Um, or get the money to execute them, or even when the idea is executed, then deliver it to a customer base that will pay for it. So through the, through the time here, there's been a couple of other businesses that we've built their technology for them for a stake in their in their in their idea. Um, one of those is still going. The other one didn't even get you know, launched and never got past zero. And unfortunately, um, we weren't involved in the marketing of that. And I think now I'd probably be a bit more controlling about making sure. That, that that happens, I wouldn't be doing it internally. We 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 have some really cool partners that we that we work with um, as a business. There's some guys um, called RO Digital. They're wicked, and so we work with them. So we yeah yeah we did initially do that, but actually it's such a big area. It's just it's just growing into this huge thing that I think we we wouldn't be doing it justice if we just did it by ourselves. Mm. So we work with them to deliver that. Um, what yeah what are, what are the traps? 
A lot of it does come to cash flow when you're growing a business. So for a really long time, I didn't have any debt, mm. um, and that was a real struggle. So we were paying for things out of the next project that we delivered. Having having had some more financial knowledge, I didn't, you know, I do I do oh, yeah. account I have an accountant, and but I, but you know they do accounting for me. But I think having a bit more of a business direction accountant would be mm. um, would be something. I yeah. see. So like you're kind of leveraging other people's money almost for your projects. Is that? Yeah, we were. We well, we we kind of were. Like, say we say we wanted a new camera. Yeah. To get that new camera, we would have to win get another work. project. Yeah. yeah. To, to then be able to pay for the camera. Mm. Um, whereas sometimes you can't wait for the project. You actually need the device in order to win the work. To do the project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know that and that involves getting overdrafts and things like that, or or loans or or those kinds of things. So. Um, I think we've realised that you don't need to necessarily own. Sometimes you should own, and sometimes you should just hire, depending on what you what you're trying to achieve. Um, we when we moved into this space, it was a really big, really big commitment. It was like a huge risk that I'm guaranteeing the rent for three years for a really expensive office space, but it's a beautiful office on the beach. Yep. Um, we've got more enough space. Um, made sure that I put in really good heating so it's warm because previous offices wasn't comfortable you know and it's not nice for your team to be uncomfortable so sitting there on fingerless gloves <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, it was so ridiculous we had one space where we actually bought blankets for the team so um this office is not uncomfortable and it has cooling in the summer and it has heating in the winter and it's warm and that's a huge thing because if people are unhappy then that's what they focus on is their unhappiness not on not on the, the stuff they're here to do during the day and i think that the people are what make the business really important not just get the job done but also think about other things so um, one of the guys has been pushing me really hard on this new technology and um, I just don't understand it my brain's too small to comprehend it <laughs> but it's the it's the way of the future for the internet so and it is it's not it's not that's not a fad it actually is it's it's kind of like a new infrastructure system for how the internet will work and it's the bare minimum that we should be offering to clients mid next year so um, we you know he'll he'll drive making sure we can do that what inspires and motivates you? It's a very hard question because it does change. Mm. Um, and we have we have some posters up in the office that aren't our values but summarise them relatively well. So we have business values that are accountability, communications, trust and fun, but those are quite naive, I think. Those are just kind of because we had categories that we were putting things into. The stuff on our wall was um, don't be a dick, yep. which I think was one of Trade Me's values as well or for a while, maybe. So that talks to you know trust, accountability, communication, yeah. <laughs> um, make make epic stuff, mm. um, which is which is um, I think about aspiration. It's like we shouldn't just be making stuff; we should be making epic stuff. And the the last one is get shit done, which is really important. And that's from a business. That's probably more the most businessy of them. It's like you you know you start the thing, get it get it done, right? yeah. <laughs> get it finished. And um, you know, and it, and it is um, yeah, it, it, that is a pretty a pretty valuable one. Breakthroughs. Have you got a particular breakthrough that you're proud of? It's lots of them. Lots of step changes. Mm. I think the first TV series that I made. Um, which was a wrestling, professional wrestling show back years ago and it went on TV and it, we made 13 episodes for very little money but we made it and the guys um, on set um, had a, a really good mixed crew of people from all over the place and wrestlers from all over the place and they, we really pulled together to get it done. How did and, that come about? Uh, we'd, I've been working with a pro wrestling company in Wellington for yeah. a long time, just filming their gigs. We made it happen. We pushed TV, the TV network, to to get us the show. We pushed for the sponsorship. 
brute force really to make that happen and we filmed it and we, we filmed it over four days which for 13 episodes is pretty pretty extreme. A few pickups and a yep. few little bits before, but you know, we've converted this warehouse in Newtown, which is now gone, into a wrestling arena, and we shipped the crowd in and out, and we filmed the wrestling shows. So it was pretty much just like a comp, was it? Yep, yep, yeah. schools, anyone we could get to come in. Even the landlord of the building who we leased it, he's in the front row, forever forever enshrined holding up a um, kill him sign or something, you know, and I made all the signs and gave it all out. You know, it was, it was pretty seat of the pants things technology's moved on so much you know like we had to shoot these wrestling matches but it had to be under 60 minutes of tape yep. you know and four cameras all running tape so we had these piles of tape and now it's all digital it's like it's just a, it's a hard drive and you can film for hours you yeah. know so um but it's 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 um it was really i think the achievement of actually delivering 13 episodes it was it was a big big push and it was again not that big a team of people actually working on the on the tech side of it the wrestling team was big um yeah we we had um you know we had one editor and me and four cameramen and um bernard friend one did sound and um, you know like he was at home slapping his chest to record folly you know like it was it was really just seat of the pants making a tv <laughs> tv series but we, we got it made and it looked good. So that was like a big, big step for me, you know, like, well, can we do this? Yeah, and we did it. And then um, we've had other step changes in, over time, you know, so getting a, a new client and we did some work for a client where we um, rebranded them and made video for them uh, about a, a year ago. And I was just really, oh, less than a year ago, actually Christmas last year. So I was just really proud of, I wasn't involved in it. Actually, I didn't do anything at all in that production. And I was just really proud of the outcome. Um, so that was quite a big step for me as well. I think that's probably me learning that I don't have to do everything, trying not to, and that's um, and that's actually worked out more successfully. <laughs> other people are really good at that yeah. stuff. Eh? <laughs> In terms of the art form, um, there's people who are way better, and and that's why we've hired them. Has the has the vision changed or evolved over time? It's probably evolving all the time. You try something new and you go with it. And um, you, the big thing for me is this kind of this concept of the art of mastery, where um, you, you are never going to achieve perfection in any task you do, mm. even if you practice millions and millions of times. Um, uh, I mean, the, you know, that, the science around 6,000 versus 9,000 times that you practice something, but actually there's always going to be a way to do things slightly better. Yep. Um, and I think that we, we are striving to our vision is that we're striving to do things better it's whether we do different things it's whether we don't do a particular piece of work anymore like the market the, not the digital um, advertising side do we just decide that actually other people are better at that than than us so let's not try and fill that hole um, then that you know that's that's a constant evolution yeah, yeah. and the and vision wise uh, I think we're probably getting more clear around what we're trying to do but I think that will change as well we are slightly market driven, you know, like our vision would be to provide fantastic video to lots of people, but actually lots of people don't want us to provide video to them anymore. So yeah. don't, you know, and there's lots of people that can make their own websites and they're really beautiful and they have really good value. And we sometimes, in fact, if we've got someone who would be better suited to a product that's not ours, then we often tell them just to go and do that to save some money. What is brand to you and its importance? So how are you using brand? Or Brand is not marketing, um, and brand is not a logo, and um, it's not the colour set that you have for your company. It's um, understanding what your company does or your business does or you do um, 
and just being honest and reflecting that to out, to an outward facing audience basically um, and when we say what a brand exercise actually involves it, it involves talking to stakeholders it involves understanding your vision and understanding um, where you're coming from so not just where you want to be but who you are what you're like um, and there's a lot of emphasis at the moment on personal brand um, I, I don't really adhere to it too much I, I think that that's personality would be a better word for it it's what we always used to call it and I adhere to that right but you are who you are Um, I think we I think that we are we are at a really big risk of um, of oversharing our lives but it's not our lives I really worry that because of that we're setting this remarkably high standard for everyone else about what our life is actually like and in the old days maybe we shared a bit of the shit a bit more and I think you look at stuff like Jahari's window where you know, there's the, um, the the model of who you think you are. There's the model of who you think other people think you are. There's the model of who they actually think you are. And, you know, the self that no one ever gets to really see. Yeah. Um, then I think the part of that sharing who you are is not truthful anymore. Mm. I suspect people are sharing more what they want to be rather than who they actually are. Is there anything that you've implemented brand-wise for Ocular? <laughs> and what kind of impact? Even though you try to stay away from oh no, that sort of thing. no 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 I'm cool with brand well, I'm cool with brand and I think Ocular does need to have a brand yeah. but it needs to be an honest brand yes and so for for me the brand of Ocular is that we tell it how it is yeah but I think you've got to you got to walk that walk yeah. that value not necessarily just say this is who we are because yeah um, you'd hope people are honest. Well, people yeah. will notice pretty quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and look, we don't want we don't the don't be a dick also applies to our clients. Yes. Like we don't want to work with dicks because yeah. there's no there's no value if we're grumpy all the time with each other, and there's no value for the client if if we're not loving them. Um, and that that side of it is really important as well. That concept of kind of having ha- having love for the stuff that you do. If you're not enjoying your job, you should leave your job. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or or find a way to enjoy it. Yeah. You know that that's the aim really for, for ocular so you know we've got beautiful logo and colors and a website and our brand i guess if you're talking about what people would perceive us it's probably a little bit irreverent yeah. um maybe a little bit loose yeah but we're not it looks like it but we're not we do do things pucker yeah. <laughs> um that's probably where where our brand sits and so with your clients how is it that you're helping them realize their brand i suppose for our clients we help their brand by pointing out to them that it's not just about a logo yes that it's yeah. actually a brand is is the way you live your life it's this personality of your business and your ethics and the approach of your business um and then we try and make something that yes. helps you market that or put that out that curation do they come to do that do a lot of the smaller clients i suppose come to you with the whole sort of make me a brand thing yeah i mean we still get or can whatever. we have a logo and yeah. you know and that's cool and that um but we try and do try and get them to understand yes even if they don't get it we still work to understand it so that what we deliver does make sense so i guess um tips for someone who are trying to curate their brand is don't be a dick don't be a dick <laughs> yeah yeah i think just be be really honest with yourself even if you can't be honest with other people to start with be really honest with yourself about what you, what your reasoning is and what your brand is and what your what you value for. is what you stand for yeah who, who you are who your business is um and if you can do that and it doesn't have to be this big angsty exercise it can be you could be a builder and go i just want to build really good houses just want to make sure people are warm and dry you know yeah and, yeah. and it's okay to say I also want to make some money. Yeah, that's that's fine too because that's that's the, unfortunately the system we're trapped in yeah, in, right. in the world at the moment. Um, but um, you know, 
if you if you do your exercise and it's I, I want to make lots of money and I'm going to cut corners and compromise on that build, then that's a different brand. Yeah. 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 For the people that want to find out a little bit more about Ocular, where, where can they go to find that? Oh, so Ocular have a website ah, on which our brand is. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's got some video on there too. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. And you can find that with ocular.nz. That's O-C-U-L-A-R.nz. Hey, Steve-O. If you're listening, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and for sharing your knowledge and inspiration with the Wellington Hustle Project. Thanks so much again. I'm super grateful. For you, the listener, if you would like to start a conversation with Steve-O and Ocula, then head over to the show notes page where you'll find website and contact information. Don't forget to let them know that the Wellington Hustle Project sent you. If you would like to be interviewed or you know somebody who would be a great fit for the project, please, please, please get in contact. Send me an email at tim at timson.co or just head over to the um, Timson Co. website, uh, click on the projects from the menu and fill out the application form. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks a lot for listening. And until next episode, keep on hustling.